Bastion from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and today I'm joined by Red Beach from White Snake and Winger. First up, congratulations on your new solo album, A View from the Inside. How pleased are you with the feedback so far from the media and fans? Oh, really, really, really pleased. And I was super nervous about it because, you know, it's an instrumental record and it's my first one. Um, so I wasn't sure what to expect. And so far, the reviews are really good. And a lot of them are saying what I was hoping they would say is that it's not just for guitar players, that the music is actually nice to listen to no matter who you are. If you like, you know, kind of rock and funk music, you'll like this and you can, you know, hum along with it. It's not just all shredding guy. And of course, it's been 20 years since your last solo album. Was it an easy process to get the tracks together? I mean, did you think about having vocals on it at all? Or were you just like, nope, this is going to be instrumental? No, this is the instrumental one. I've written a bunch of stuff for Masquerade 2. But um, this one has been asked for by fans for 20 years. So um, I wanted to at least get this out. And, and when COVID hit, it was done in, in my hard drive. So it was just the perfect time to release it. It was really more like a hobby for the longest time. I never actually thought it would actually get released because <laughs> yeah, I'm always on the road. Of course, all of the tracks will be your babies. But do you have a favorite on the album today and why? I'd say my favorite is Little Robots. It's the second song on the record, but I wrote it in 1986. It was the first kind of fusion song I ever wrote, and a lot of people are saying that's their favorite too, um, just because it's it's just a really nice song with a great melody, and it's got everything I like. It's got the big solo at the end, and it's uh, you know funky and, and fun. <laughs> Thank you. 
cover is really eye-catching as well and interesting. Did you put have something put into that as well? Yeah, I said, give me an eyeball in space. <laughs> and uh, that's what the amazing artist came up with. Incredible. And, and I wanted some kind of graphic-y stuff on there to make it look like a computer, like, like a computer eye. And he did it perfect. Amazing. He does all the winger um, artwork. I see there's some states having shows over there in the U.S. Um, do you plan to hit the road with your solo work, or are you going to be too busy? You've got a release with Winger coming up as well, haven't you? Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. I would love to tour with this music. Love it, love it. And I actually sent a copy to Joe Satriani. I talked to him last year, and uh, he said, you know, if I had an instrumental record, then, then he'd take me out. He'd be happy to take me out. So I, I sure would love to be a part of that one day, you know, winger willing. It is a worry with the coronavirus, like when tours and concerts and everything's going to come back. It could be another year. Hopefully not. Let's hope not. But with White Snake, it could be because of David Coverdale's age, a possibility that they never tour, you never get the tour again. Is that a worry? A little bit. I, I sure would like to play, you know, at least a few more shows with David, that would be nice, you know. But I did see that he just did say <clears throat> that probably not next year, right. uh, probably not till 2022. You know, yeah, I, I would hope to do like a farewell show with David Coverdale, but, you know, I'm, I'm in winger world now, you know, and we're hoping that we'll be able to go out next summer just like everybody else. I mean, everyone took their gigs from this year and booked them, into next year and so you know we're just all waiting to see you know how how this thing goes how the vaccines go i really don't know it's it's uh, scary to yeah, think but about but we're just gonna write this record it's the perfect time for everybody to write a record and uh we'll get out there as soon as they say go we're gonna be out of the gates running it's a lot of bands are doing like album streams when on release date, is that something you would possibly consider with Winger? Yeah, I've never heard of that, but I think that's a great idea. It's cool. Um, I, I wouldn't, I'd be nervous to do that, you know, like a rehearsal. We'd have to rehearse the crap out of it. And, and I don't know. I, I don't know about that. It's such a weird thing, you know, to know. even think about is to debut the record live. Yeah, man, that'd be good. <laughs> Never played these songs before. I just think about the mistakes and how I would cringe. <laughs> we are losing our idols, such as Eddie Van Halen. Lemmy, the list goes on. It is heartbreaking to think we'll never get these musicians like them back again, isn't it? Um, and what is your fondest memory of Eddie Van Halen? One time when I met him, he uh, he came up to me and he said, if you're the guy I think you are, then you're a really good guitar player. And I said, God, I hope I'm the guy you think I am. And so that was really fun. But, uh, you know, what I can say about Eddie Van Halen is that not only was he largely responsible for me being labeled as a shredder and gaining notoriety as, you know, 80s fast guitar player because I learned tapping got the idea for tapping from him he got my foot in the door because when well i got my foot in the door with fiona but the door opened up because atlantic records was looking for a guitar player that could play like eddie van halen 
because um, he had just done Beat It. So all of the Atlantic artists wanted a um, flashy Eddie Van Halen style solo on their record. So I played with the Bee Gees, Howard Jones, Shaka Khan, Kenny Loggins, Roger Dolce. The list just went on of these huge artists that needed a, you know, a Van Halen stud. And so that was me being, you know, 24 year old, you know, hot young kid that that was easy to work with and that could do all that stuff, you know. Absolutely. So thank you, Eddie. And on this theme, which four musicians, dead or alive, would be your your ultimate lineup? With you as well. <laughs> you know, I'd get like uh, Marcus Miller on the bass and um, Jean Luc Pani on the violin, and um, uh, what's his name? I can't think of. It. You know, Dave Weckel on the drums, and I'd get a you know killer keyboard player like you know i don't know who's a killer keyboard player yeah 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 i would just get you know all the best musicians uh andy timmons playing the other guitar with me and uh then you know steven tyler you were and are involved with the super group black swan who i love and also worked on obviously the recent White Snake album, Flesh and Blood. How pleased are you with Flesh and Blood more than anything? Though? That's just phenomenal, isn't it, that album? Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's it's great. It's it's cool that I can hear a riff of mine on a White Snake record. That's that's the most amazing thing to me. You know, and and also David gave me the opportunity to write a ballad for the end of the album. And that was a great, great honor, you know. So, uh, uh, yeah, completely honored to be able to write with David. It's a great experience. Have you got extra um, tracks for the next album or are we going to have to wait another 20 years? I'm really cheeky, by the way. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all right. Uh, uh, you know, that will not be... I have so much other stuff to do. I mean, we're doing New Winger. There's got to be a new Black Swan. Oh, yeah. um, and then my next record will have vocals on it. Right. Yeah, the Black Swan album is really amazing. I mean, that was the next question I was going to ask you. I'm not sure if your pals were Gene Simmons or not, but he did once say that Rock is Dead, your albums with White Snake, Black Swan, etc. The list goes on. Does prove him wrong, doesn't it, really? Oh, I'm surprised he said that, but yeah, I, I, it, well, as far as I'm concerned, it's not. I'm, I'm you know, continuing to write rock. And rock riffs. I'm the rock riff guy. That's my job is to write rock riffs, and I do it well. That's that's one thing I can you know toot my own horn about. I'm really good at writing rock guitar riffs. If not you know, but not not at anything else in life am I good. It's just that's one thing I'm good at. So uh, you know, a, a rock song with a good rock riff. That's what you're looking for, and as long as we still have that. You can't go wrong. Um, and if you got a great singer like Robin McCauley or Kip Winger, 
that's rock, baby. It's still there. Absolutely. And that actually brings me into my next question then. So you probably have been asked this before, but if you hadn't been a successful musician, what do you think your career would have been? Oh, I really like making sandwiches. I'd probably uh, Subway. Have a de- own a deli. I love food. <laughs> cool. <laughs> you know. That's awesome. I was a young teen in the 80s. When metal and rock got loads of airplay on MTV, you know, radio would be high in the charts, etc. Does it annoy you to see so many talented rock bands not really given the chance today, like you had when you were younger? I'm not annoyed. I I, I feel I feel sorry for them. <laughs> and one on the one thing, I feel sorry for them that everything that they put out is free. Like, I put this album out on Friday, and it's free. Mm. <laughs> you don't have to buy it. You can just watch it on YouTube. That, that You know, five minutes after it was released, it was available on YouTube. So, you know, I'll sell a lot less records because of it. A huge amount of records, um, you know, will just not be sold because people can listen to it. But on the other hand, they have this avenue for promoting themselves, YouTube. Um, where they can be seen all over the world. And, you know, you can get a, uh, a promoter or an agent, uh, you know, to uh, that, that's all they do is just boost that stuff all over these, you know, social media pages. So, you know, there's a way to take advantage of, of that. Um, and, and it still kind of works the same way, is that if you're a really badass band, you'll just get more and more followers. Absolutely. But you won't make any money. (laughs) (laughs) Back in the 80s, you were blessed to be in a metal rock band back in the 80s when it was the place to be, wasn't it? Can you tell me what was the most outrageous thing you'd done in the name of rock and roll? Yeah, you know, Winger wasn't that band, and maybe we should have been. Maybe we should have been um, more like that. I mean, there's certainly stuff that I can't talk about that happened. Absolutely. Uh, but for the most part, we were all just kind of, you know, nerdy studio musicians. Um, <laughs> honestly, you know, we didn't trash the hotel room or, or do any of that stuff. And, and like I said, we, we probably would have been better served had we trashed a few hotel rooms and gotten in the news for being bad boys because we were not bad boys if you look at the miles away video we're all you know looking lovingly at the camera dripping sweat it's yeah it's it's just kind of wasn't our thing so what would you like to be remembered for in 100 years time i'd i'd like to have a hit song i'd like to i'd like to write a hit song that brings 80s rock back that would be that would be great if if I could do that I'd like to be remembered for that but you know just everything that I've done already I can die a happy man I've already met most of my heroes and um, you know had these amazing thing happen amazing things happen to me where you know like I played a show at Wembley and Brian May was standing next to me the whole time he was on the side of the stage staring at me the whole show and I had a great show like I was on fire. And he tweeted the next day, just saw Red Beach, one of the greatest guitar players of our time. Um, You know, so something like that is like, well, I can just die a happy man. I got to jam with Steve Morris and the Dixie Dregs 
a few years ago. And that was the ultimate, the ultimate thing that could have happened to me because they were my favorite band growing up. And to, for me to think that I'd be on stage with the Dixie Dregs is unreal. It's completely unreal. Um, so I could die a happy man now, but it sure would be cool to just, you know, be the band that writes that song that, that goes, you know, it's not dead. Rock is not dead, Gene. <laughs> Absolutely not. Can you give me four words to describe Reb Beach? Happy, funny, musical, and um, uh, uh, tortured. <laughs> By this interview, right. Um, thank you for your yeah. time. Do you have any okay. final words for your fans and our listeners? Yeah, just check out my new record um, and hopefully you'll like it. And uh, I give guitar lessons if anybody's interested so for an hour with me of stories of the road. It's amazing that you do that, and it must be so like gratifying for you and for the people out there. Like, oh my god, this is Red Beach! How cool is that? that yeah, once in a while, you get someone who's just really nervous and they don't even want to play guitar, which is fine. Um, you know, I kind of get it because I was nervous talking to Joe Satriani last year. So I completely understand that. Um, but it's like you said, I've met people all over the world and talked to them in depth about all kinds of stuff. And, you know, I have some guys that have done over 30 lessons with me and we just talk most of the time. Um, and I've actually made actual friends where I just don't charge them anymore. And I talk to them all the time. Like my friend Ted, you know, we, we don't even we just text each other we're just friends now, you know? So it's been great. Really great. I love giving lessons, but I am a road dog. I belong on the road. Get me on the road in my hotel immediately. We'll be coming to the UK for sure. Winger is putting together a plan to come over there way more often. We want to build our base in Europe. Hey, this is Red Beach from Whitesnake and Winger, and you're listening to the Metal Gods Meltdown. <laughs> 